1: Yes, Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Thursday, February 25th. Yours truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844 844- You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat right here on an Opposite Picks Thursday, February 25th. What's up, my friends? Tigers recovery trip, kid gloves. Uh, Two NBA prop locks hit last night. Jazz win the battle, but Mitchell loses the war. Uh, You're the next big golfing debate right here. Uh, Is that a Super Bowl talking? Let's play 72. The rich get richer. Uh, Another false news report from the four-letter network. Who'd want that job anyway? Don't fire boy wonder. Scratch uh, Devontae Smith from the Dolphins' wish list, and uh, you can book this bet. We'll get to all those stories again. Plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Thursday February 25th, and we have a firing in the National Hockey League. First one this season. How about that? It's taken a little while, but uh, we have one to get to. So a lot of a lot of, uh, shatter on the plate here. We got some NBA stuff as the uh, Utah Jazz do it last night. I must say, they did win the battle. They beat up the Lakers. They beat them pretty good. Beat the snot out of LeBron. It's a beautiful thing. One fourteen eighty nine. 89 That's one of those scores that doesn't seem as bad as it is. But if I told you the Jazz won hundred to seventy five, you'd be like, wow, they crushed him, you know, but 114-89, eh, that's not too bad. Listen, it's the same twenty five points. Twenty five points is twenty five points. They they beat the crap out of him. Uh and and not only did they beat up LeBron, on national T V, oh by the way, you know, in a game that's supposed to be billed as uh, you know, maybe Western Conference final preview. And the Lakers uh, failed to show, but LeBron with a lousy 19 points. 19 points. So I have mixed emotions today. I really do. It's a beautiful thing. Love the fact that the Lakers are now five games back in the loss column. Love the fact that the, the Lakers can't win without Anthony Davis, just 5-5 five and five now without AD. He is clearly the main guy on that team, not LeBron. Happy for the fact that LeBron falls apart in a regular season game and on national TV. However, I am disappointed in our guy, Donovan Mitchell. You know, they won the battle. You know, they won the game. Opened up a five-game lead in the loss column over the Lakers, who fall to third place in the Western Conference. And uh, if, if not for Dopey Phoenix losing at home to Charlotte, they'd be in fourth place. But... You know, as we sit here with our sixty-five to one ticket for Mitchell to win the MVP, he dropped the ball last night. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking it right up until seven a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, just getting underway. Yeah, we're uh, we're gloating in the fact that the Lakers lost, got a wallop by twenty-five on national TV. LeBron stunk out the joint, only nineteen points on. Uh, 7 of 13 shooting, which isn't horrible, but 1 of 5 from 3-point land. Couple that with his 2 of 10 his last time out, and 3 of 15 from 3. He wasn't there when the team needed the most. They've now lost 4 in a row. However, our concern is that 65-1 to ticket that we have on Donovan Mitchell. 13 lousy points last night. 13 points on 4 of 16 shooting. You know, we needed him to make the the, the storyline was LeBron losing. The storyline coming out of this game wasn't Utah winning, wasn't Utah going to 26-6, wasn't Utah taking a five-game lead over the Lakers uh, in the loss column in, in the Western Conference. It was LeBron lost. Storyline, more importantly, wasn't Donovan Mitchell you know, scoring 30 points as the Jazz go go off and beat the Lakers, and Mitchell uh, puts himself into the MVP race. That's what we wanted last night. That's not what we got. We got the Lakers' loss storyline. There is the difference. There's a big difference. Big, big difference. 13 points. Now, he played well as far as his plus-minus rating, which I do like. I know that's generally a hockey phrase and term uh, and analogy and stat, but I, I actually like it in the NBA just as much, if not more so. Uh, so you know he played well. The team obviously played well. They, they win by 25, but he shot just four of sixteen. Two of seven for three-point land. Did get ten rebounds, if that matters, uh, eight assists. But man, his chance to shine our chance to get that magic number, you know, that's 65 to 1. I want to see that come down. We already got we're in. We're we're locked in at 65 to 1. He's got it. you know, he had a chance on national TV. Lakers struggling. He had a chance to to make a statement and get his name really in that MVP race, and he dropped the ball last night. So I don't care if the Jazz win 150 games. If Mitchell doesn't start exerting himself as a true MVP candidate, then that 65-to-1 ticket that we have is is worthless, no matter how high it is. So he had a chance last night. He'll have more second half of the season, but he had a good one last night. Still. Jazz win, Lakers lose, and they fall to third place in the Western Conference. How about that? Just getting underway. Opposite picks on a Thursday.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's challenging for all of us, you know, especially some of our young guys, and some of our guys that haven't been in this position before, where they need to do a little bit more than you know what they're asked in a normal situation, you know. And you know, everyone's, you know, you know, just just speaking about AD, and obviously that's a big hit. But we also haven't had Dennis along the stretch for a few games too. He's a big piece of our of our of our puzzle as well. So, you know, and everyone has the, you know, that they, you know, wouldn't be put in under normal circumstances. But you know, it's always about staying confident. Uh, continue to give my teammates the the courage and the, and the confidence out there on the floor, and uh, to make plays. And uh, you know it's a tough stretch for us, but um, you know if uh, you know this won't uh, the define who we will be for the rest of the season and, and for the for the long haul, that's for sure.
1: No, maybe it won't, LeBron, but you know what it will do? It'll piss away your MVP award. That's what it'll do. The one that you really don't deserve to get anyway, but that's absolutely what it'll do. I I don't care if the kiss-ass media love this guy to death, and they clearly do. There is no way in the world. I don't care if he plays all 48 minutes. I can give a rat's behind for the fact that he leads the NBA minutes played. So what? He also leads the NBA in money paid. Uh, You know, one has to do with the other. So you get paid the most, you play the most. It's as simple as that. I'm not going to reward you an MVP award just because you play a lot of minutes, and half the time you're standing around anyway. Let's face it, no one's playing any defense. It's not like it's an intensified 40 minutes of hell here. You Believe you me, Nolan Richardson is nowhere to be found. Uh, This is uh, lackadaisical basketball. Up and down the court you go, no big deal. Then in the fourth quarter, maybe you exert some energy. So I, I give him no credit, no blame, but no credit for that. But you you cannot if this Laker team falls out of the you know race for the best record in the Western Conference, and they're dangerously doing so, and there doesn't seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, with with Anthony Davis, you know, seemingly going to be out for at least another couple of more weeks. You can't, you you can't give him the award. It goes back to that sixty five to one. You know, maybe Mitchell's not man enough to step up and grab it, but it's there. It is there. And I don't know how, if the Jazz, who lead the uh, the Clippers by four in the loss column, the Lakers and Suns by five in the loss column, um, and I just saw a spot on the four-letter network that said the Jazz have the easiest record in the second half of the season competition-wise amongst the big uh, teams. Uh, you know, if they win this division by four, five, six, seven games going away, I, I don't know how you can't give it to Donovan Mitchell, despite what he did last night. But he really did have a, a great opportunity to exert himself and really put himself on the map of that MVP. It is amazing that he's not getting any love. Uh, I, I don't quite get that. He's by far the best player on the team, as we pointed out. Uh, they have by far the best record in the NBA uh, you know, they're beating up on the Clippers. They're beating up on the Lakers. The other teams seemingly don't care about the regular season. They do. I Boy, it is very strange. Very, very strange. And if you're a Suns fan, as we suggested, grabbing the Suns to win the Pacific Division, boy, you could have been in first place last night. You know, you get yourself a nice fat uh, anywhere from 11 to 12 up to 15. I've seen some guys mention that they have uh, tickets to win the Pacific Division for Phoenix, which does not include the Jazz. Uh, they're in the Southwest division that would be the Clippers and Lakers they had a chance to be in first place if they won last night or at least tied for first place anyway with, with the Clippers but they blew a game at home to, to Port to uh Charlotte which you cannot do you, you can't well you can't lose at Charlotte or, or to Charlotte if you want to uh you know get the best record in the Pacific and, and win that thing you just that's well, a horrible loss uh our locks came in last night. Well, i tell you what, and, and uh, no doubt FanDuel listens to us, and that's okay. A lot of people do. Some good, some bad. We told you before the show ended, we gave you two absolute locks. You know, we've been looking at the unders from these star players on their points total with the props, right? But before we left you yesterday, I said play two overs absolute without a shadow of a doubt. And you really could have extended it to three. But I didn't really think Jimmy Butler deserved to be in that category. And that was Trey Young and Devin Booker play over their point total last night. Why? Because they got snubbed, or at least originally anyway, for the All-Star game. And I've seen this, you know, you... Again, one of these days I got to, you know, I, I got to do it on the fly because who could just, you know, sit down and think about these things? But there are certain bets every single year that come up that you just have to make. And I don't have the records, but I just know watching this stuff for 30, 35 years, it comes in all of the time. And one of those scenarios is NBA in particular. You know, baseball's pretty good as well for a starting pitcher. But guys that get snubbed, that don't get to go to the All-Star game, even though they're having an All-Star type of first half of the season, get pissed off, and their first game out, they go bonkers. And I told you, Trey Young and Devin Booker were in that category. Now, we got a little wrinkle thrown in with Booker yesterday, because yesterday afternoon, it was revealed that he was going to replace Anthony Davis on the Western Conference team. So he actually got in, but it was the initial snub. But I won't blame you if you didn't bet him thinking, okay, Scott, well, he's in. So, you know, he might not have that chip on his shoulder. But I'm I'm thinking he still did. I, I still played it just because, you know, the initial snub is what really, you know, pains people the most. So, and, and the, the boys in Vegas, I say that they're listening because generally speaking, you know, within a half a point or so. All they do is take their scoring averages. You know, if you look at the unlike with hockey, with shots on goal. NBA, the point totals are basically just their scoring averages. They may bump it up a point here, lower it the a point there. Um, you know, in the case of LeBron with the Lakers, with AD out, they may bump up his point total a couple of points. Same thing on other teams. They bumped up James Harden a couple of points with Durant out. So, But under normal circumstances, everyone's playing. All they do is just take your point total, and it's it's a 50-50 bet on whether you think he's going to go over or under, right? So Trey Young averages 27 points a game. You know what his point total yesterday on FanDuel was? 29.5. Two and a half points over his total. Devin Booker averages 25 points a game. You know what his total was on FanDuel last night? 27.5. Same thing. Two and a half points over his scoring average. That's a lot. That's a big jump. Why'd they do it? Because they know they, they were listening or they know this as well. That these guys were primed for big time games, and uh, while that may not seem like that much more, you know what it is. It, it really—you'd be surprised how close these guys come to getting their point totals. I told you that before. So when you get a two and a half point total over the scoring average, boy, they make you think, right? Trey Young, boy, he's got to get thirty points. That's a lot of points. You know, is he going to get that against a Celtic team that might, uh, you know, play great defense? Boy, I, you know, I, who knows? Um, and lo and behold, uh, Trey Young, thirty-three points. Goes over. Devin Booker, 33 points. Goes over. They both go over. Both, uh, not necessarily fly over, but both went over by three and a half points. So, in the case of Booker, five and a half points. Told you those were two locks. Two absolute, you know, if you're just in it to win it, if you're just in it to make money, you're not in it to have fun and have action and all the other little goofy things that we like to say. If you're just in it to make money, those, you know, I know hindsight's easy 2020, but we told you this yesterday. Those were the two plays over Trey Young and Devin Booker points. Cha ching, cha ching. So nice job uh, by those two guys coming through for us uh, last night. It's nice to be right every once in a while with the stuff like this. You know, as I've told you before, when things that are like who's betting the under on those two guys? Nobody. Um, you know, but you may not play it because they bumped the number up so high. But you, you know, you can't realistically bet the under unless you really, really, really want to go contrarian. Which you know, opposite picks does come out obviously. But uh, nice job, as like we said, when things that are supposed to happen happen, beating the boys in Vegas, uh, it's it's a lot easier. It really is. Speaking of beating the boys in Vegas, and and uh, you know things happening. Boy, the Celtics. How about that? We got to get into them when we come back. You got to keep going against Boston. They get obliterated by the Atlanta Stinking Hawks, 127, 112. They've lost two of three in the last week plus against the Atlanta Stinking Hawks. Wow, that's their response yesterday to the head coach being, you know, maybe being fired. Well, coming up, more NBA college basketball in the hockey talk as well. I'm-
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bubba, the way we play, we saw a lot of things that we can definitely... um we saw a lot of things that we could definitely improve on, but we also found out about ourselves. You know, obviously missing Boyan, we found out a lot about each other, what we can do, our competitive nature, and the stuff we need to do to get better. You know, and guys went, you know, in the offseason, came back, locked in, and, you know, this is the team we wanted to be uh, last year. You know, last year we kind of had our ups and downs throughout the year. We're playing consistent basketball right now, and that's the biggest thing, you know, is con- continuing to play consistently uh, for each other and uh, doing little things. Uh, we got away from that in the, in the playoffs uh, Last year, and we're doing it every night. We got to continue to do it throughout the year. All
1: right, that's Utah Jazz uh, MVP anyway. Maybe not league MVP, at least not at this point. Uh, Donovan Mitchell talking about how well they are playing, and boy, they are playing well. Uh, the, one of our, uh, um, you know, trend winners last night. Now twenty-two and two straight up. against the spread their last 24 games. Remarkable. Just remarkable. You know, they rallied from double digits down to beat the uh, Hornets a couple of nights ago, covering that uh, monster 11-point spread. And then last night, 9 points. That that line went up to 9. I thought for sure that uh, LeBron wouldn't play because he's been nursing a bum ankle But, nope, he played. It Didn't play well, but he played, and uh, they covered the nine-point spread. How about that? LeBron James, you know, losing four in a row is one thing. That stuff happens. But being nearly a double-digit underdog, that probably happened somewhere along the line two years ago when they had that, you know, non-playoff season. But when's the last time that's happened on a LeBron James good team? Maybe never. You know, that that might be, I don't know how they could decipher this, but they got stats for for everything. It's crazy how they break this. The guy had a game-winning shot, Lou Dort, last night, and they said that's the most wide open a guy has hit a, a game-winning shot over the last 12 years. It's like, how do you come up with this crap? I mean, really? So if they could come up with that, they probably could come up with a stat of what was LeBron James' biggest underdog spot on a good team, on a playoff team. You know, I don't ever remember those Miami Heat teams ever being nine point underdogs. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Or even those Cleveland Cadaver teams being nine point underdogs. That might be. You know, all things considered, and listen, they could cry a river all he wants about not having Anthony Davis, but you know, the Nets are playing their best basketball of the season without the best player in the NBA, and Kevin Durant. You know, we, we saw the Utah Jazz go through a great run; a good portion of that was without Mike Conley. You know, we we've seen teams all over the place do well without their you know one of anyway their better players, and you know, for LeBron to go five and five, it's not the end of the world, but he ought to do better than that. Yesterday, so the Celtic Boston Celtic owner comes out. As we brought up here many times, the Celtic team is just completely in the tank. Just absolutely in the tank, right? They uh you know blow a game against Dallas. They give up two monster threes to Luca. It's gonna happen, I suppose, but they lose. Uh, The owner's on a local radio station. He's asked about the job security of the head coach and the team president, Danny Ainge. And he says, no way, we're not going to fire these guys. You know, if we fire these guys, they would be first in line for open positions around the NBA, blah, 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 blah. All right, if you want to believe that, you knock yourself out. I don't necessarily believe that, but whatever. Um, But he has to respond on a Boston radio station about the job security of the head coach, and the president. So that's got to get down to the team, right? Obviously. You know, the team's not in Boston, so I don't know if they necessarily heard it, but you've you got to believe that, uh, you know, the players were asked about it before the game, and, and I'm sure the head coach uh, knew that it occurred and, and everything else, right? So how do the Celtics respond? Their, head co- their owner uh, has to, you know, defend the, you know, basically job status of a head coach and a team president, And how do the players respond? They get their ass kicked from start to finish by the Atlanta Hawks. Not by the LA Lakers, not by the Utah Jazz, not by the Philadelphia 76ers or even the Brooklyn Nets, by the god-awful Atlanta Hawks from start to finish. That was a double-digit lead for Atlanta in the first quarter. They led by 13 after one. They led by 23 at halftime. They led by 21 heading into the fourth quarter. Outside of making a little, little run to cut it to 18, 17 a couple of times, they didn't even threaten Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks, four games under 500, 14 and 18 team has one player that anyone would want Trey Young other than that it's just a typical NBA roster right not a playoff team sitting there in uh 11th spot uh, 11th place in the Eastern Conference no less two games under 500 at home not even a great home team can't even point to that and that club beats the snot out of the Celtics on a day in which the head coach's job security status is brought up Well, if you ever needed any more information and any more ammo and any more evidence that this team has quit on Brad Stevens, I I don't know they are. You talk about a team just limping to the uh, halftime spot here, the All-Star break. I mean, that is pathetic. Instead of these guys rallying around their head coach and, hey, it's not his fault, it's on us, you know, we got to do better, you know, he doesn't shoot, he doesn't guard people, he's just there, We, you know, it's on us, blah, 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 blah. They lay an egg like that. They come out. Their head coach has his job status brought up, and they respond by laying an egg to one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Boy, that is so. Again, I don't know what they're waiting for to pull the trigger on Stevens. I I, I just – maybe they'll give him the whole year. Maybe they think this is disaster, but he has been a colossal, in my eyes, disaster since he got there. He's never brought this team past the point of – you know, overachieving, they fail every single year in the postseason. Never could beat LeBron. Could even beat a mediocre Miami Heat team last year when it was gifted to them. And and, and they respond this year. They got supposedly three star players on their team in Brown and Brown and and Kemba Walker who didn't play last night. But still, you know what? You you don't need Kemba Walker. You don't need three guys to to beat the Atlanta Hawks. So, I it's just it's amazing that what a just a gutless. Horrible performance by the Boston Celtics. I never thought I would say that about a Boston Celtic team. team that, you know, over the years is nothing but pride and history and everything else. Gosh, that's just awful. Just absolutely awful last night. So you cannot bet on Boston. Don't even think. I don't care what the lines will be over the next four games before the All-Star break. Don't even think about putting American money on them. Golden State beat Indiana last night, 111-107. Nice win by the Warriors on the road. Three games over 500. Uh, they solidify the one of the final spots in the Western Conference. They're not a great team, but they'll probably make the playoffs. Uh, this was a strange line. I, I I don't know what was going on with Cleveland and Houston, but when we left you yesterday, that game was basically pick 'em. I think the Cadavers were a one-point favorite. That swung all the way. Maybe Houston was a one-point favorite, but it was one. That thing went all the way up to Houston as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought maybe Sexton wasn't playing or there was something else going on that, that uh, you know, the coach got fired or I, who, who knows what, right? But that was a monster, monster line move. Never, I never I can't remember – you know, outside of a player getting bounced, but you know, Sexton, who's the you know, Cleveland's best player, he he was there. I, I I can't, you know, I don't remember another game where you had that big of a line movement. It went from one to five and a half, maybe even six in some circles. And no doubt, Cleveland won. won one twelve ninety-six wasn't even close, start to finish, led by ten after one. I was watching some of the game. Now Houston made a little bit of a run there in the second half. But, uh, or in the second quarter anyway, but it was a close game. and but really, Cleveland was leading, you know, virtually the whole way, and they win by sixteen point. that that's a lot, I mean, a lot of people ended up losing their shirts on that one. that that was a strange, strange line movement the to move that much, too mediocre, forget mediocre, two bad basketball teams. Um, I didn't get that one at all. did not not at all. Miami beat the the Raptors 116-108. Jimmy Butler had 27. So if you wanted to throw Butler into that equation of snubbed all-stars, you would have won with him as well. I didn't think he deserved it like the other two guys, Trey Young and Devin Booker. But if you wanted to, you could have thrown Butler in there, Uh, and he got the job done. Bulls with a nice overtime win over the teacups. They get the cover. Thank you, overtime, as they win by seven. So one time overtime helped us out. Game flew way over, 133, 126. Zach Levine, 35 points. Well, I tell you what, he is uh, quietly becoming one of the better offensive players in the NBA. Pelicans do it again. Their game went over, which was our main concern. Beat the Pistons 128 to 118. We'll go over these uh, the the trend plays from yesterday, but that was one of them, over on the Pelicans. Love that one. That was our play of the day. Uh, Thunder beat the, uh, the Spurs 102-99 as uh, Dork hit that the three-pointer at the buzzer that I was referring to before, and we talked about uh, the Hornets and uh, Suns and Jazz and uh, L.A. Lakers. It's an awful loss for Phoenix. Boy, as a, a near double-digit favorite over the Hornets. You got to win that basketball game. You do. So looking at uh, everything, when it's, uh, it's all said and done as far as our uh, trends and streaks and everything else are concerned. We went 3-1 and one with the streak plays yesterday. We uh, hit with over Detroit-New Orleans, hit with Utah laying eight, hit with over Boston and uh, Atlanta, and the only loser was uh, Phoenix laying nine and a half with Charlotte. So the four monster trends that were in play last night went three and one. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Overall, uh, favorites went four and four straight up, three and five against the spread. There was one game in Pickham, Spurs and OKC. Over-under, nothing special. Five overs, four unders. Bringing uh, our weekly total to uh, straight-up favorites, 15 and eight, 13 and 10 against the spread, and an over/under of uh, 11 overs and 13 unders. All right, hockey talk, college basketball coming up next opposite. SportsGrid.com.
0: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Today was about pride, Um, especially um, when the game kind of got away from us early. Um, it wasn't much to draw up or X's and O's. It was just more, more so about taking a challenge, um, having some pride about, you know, what we're doing out there on the court.
1: Yeah, that's Jason Tatum. <clears throat> yeah, there's no pride in that team whatsoever. Again, that's where the head coach – he even said it. It's not about X's and O's. It, that, that's not it. You know, X's and O's occur when you have 15 seconds left and you're down one and you need to come up with a play. That, that's when you have your X's and O's in, in, in the NBA. Other than that, it's all about motivation. And when your head coach cannot motivate your players, that's it. That's it. You know, you, you want to give them time to get a, to break out of the funk. You don't want at first sight to, you know, fire the guy. I get that, but – this has been a season-long thing now. We're 30-plus games in. We're approaching the All-Star break, and the Celtics are under 500. Now, thankfully, the Eastern Conference stinks, so they're they're going to make the playoffs, and they are considered a you know a playoff team. It doesn't necessarily matter where they finish. Uh, in that if the Celtics are on their game, you know, they're capable of beating anybody in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, when you failed year after year after year, go ask, uh, you know, Montreal. You know, you don't lose to the Ottawa Senators twice as uh, Montreal fired their head coach yesterday, Claude Julien. Uh, And same thing here in Boston. You know, it's amazing how things happen. Once the first, you know thing occurs even if it's in a different sport you'd be surprised how to, how that opens up a calculator of just diff, di- different firings all over the place so um, i i wouldn't be surprised i don't i don't think he's getting fired but it's the old kiss of death theory that i used to have still have you know whenever someone gives you the old vote of confidence oh yeah that's the end of the world Uh, Celtics don't win a couple of these games, all-star break, perfect time to make a change. I don't think they will because they seemingly love this guy, but the players don't. And that's the bottom line. You as an owner, you as a GM, you as a team president, uh, you as a fan base, you can love Brad Stevens all you want. But if the players who aren't going anywhere don't want to play for him and they don't, you got to make a change. I hope they don't fire him. From a betting standpoint, as a Celtic fan, I hope they do. But from a betting standpoint, I hope they don't just because I'm going to go against them every time out now. Every time out. Your props last night in the NBA real quickly before we get to the uh, the NHL. And uh, I got the next great debate in, in golf. That's part of our poll question. Absolutely. First up, our prop plays last night. Uh, Golden State, Indiana, 0-2. Curry went under. Sabonis went under. Boston, Atlanta, one and two. Brown and Tatum went way under. Trey Young, as we talked about, went over. Houston, Cleveland, 0-2. Oh Wall only had 20. He went under. Sexton had 23. He just went under. His total was 24 and a half. Toronto, Miami, 3-0 oh, over. Van Fleet had 24. Kyle Lowry returned. His total was only 16 and a half. Boy, we should have been all over that. They didn't have that yesterday morning. For us to bring it up, but had I seen that low of a total, I would have been like, okay, that's one I'm definitely going over. Now maybe they figured first game back that there'd be an off for about a week or so, uh, that he wouldn't, uh, you know, a defensive type of team in Miami. But boy, 17 points for Kyle Lowry, I would have been all over that one. He scored 24, so that went over, and then Jimmy Butler 25. His total was 21 and a half, so he went over. So three and zero in that game. Minnesota Chicago split one and one cat went under uh with 24 Levine went uh, over with 35. his totals are tough to go over on 31 and a half that's a lot of points 32 points but that team is so bad uh and he's so good that he's hitting them he, he he's had a nice stretch here 30 plus point games Detroit and New Orleans uh over on Zion he had 32 uh San Antonio OKC. DeMar DeRozan didn't play, so uh, Gilchrist Jr. was the only play in action last night, 42 points, so he went over. Phoenix 3-0 over, as uh, Gordon Hayward had 20, Booker had 33, Chris Paul had 20. Had to figure Paul was going to respond, because he only scored two the other night. And then Lakers in Utah went 0-2, LeBron went way under, only 19 points, and Mitchell, as we talked about, only 13 points, so he went under. So, add it all up, we got about a dozen or, uh, eight, uh, eight, nine games, nine games. 10 overs, 9 unders. So, it beats going 9 and 10. You know, you make enough to cover your vig, probably, if you played the over. For the week, 30 overs, 26 unders. I still say you're going to get more unders, but it's not working out that way. You know, after two and a half weeks, you're at 94 overs and 77 unders. So, despite most people, I think, Betting the overs on these, the overs are coming out so slightly more so than uh, than the unders. NHL, yeah, they fired uh, Claude Julian. You don't, you know what? You don't lose back to back games against the Ottawa Senators. That, that's that's the bottom line. Um, you know, right now, if the playoffs were to start today, Montreal would be in a playoff spot. But we've seen that happen before. That happened last year. I forget who, but I, I know it happened last year. You know that that that's really you know that's the easiest way to say it. You don't lose back to back games against the Ottawa stinking Senators. You just don't. And that's what Montreal has done this week. So he is out, second stint with the club. Uh, they got an interim head coach, and then we'll see what Montreal does. So you get the coaches fired system in play. Next time they play, which I, I'm guessing is not tonight, I don't think they would have fired him. Because uh, you can basically pick a way to, well, let's you know what? Before I jump to conclusions, let me see if they're in action tonight. Uh, bu- 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 bu, go to scores because that is one where, you know, NBA doesn't really come into play, but hockey, it does. I do like the coaches fired in the NHL, Montreal tonight's, uh, Canadians. Yes. They play at Winnipeg. I'm surprised. Uh, you know, that they normally don't fire a guy when you have a, you know, you normally do it when you had a couple of days in between to get the new coach, uh, settled in and everything. But, The embarrassment of losing to Ottawa back to back—that that's you know what—all those other rules kind of get thrown out the window. So Julian is out, former Bruin head coach. Might be it for him. 60 years old. All right, trend plays last night took a little bit of a hit in the NHL. Two and four, lost on over Carolina. Tampa three nothing. Lost on Florida laying a buck twenty five. They lost to Dallas three nothing. Um, one on the over five and a half Ranger Flyers, lost on Arizona Anaheim as uh, we were sitting pretty three nothing Anaheim heading into the third, you know, over under a five and a half. And then uh, dopey Duck scored three goals and sent it to overtime, so that went over. Lost on over St. Louis Kings, uh, but we did win on LA plus 140. They'd now won six straight, so against St. Louis. So we went two and four, add up the totals based on a hundred dollar bet. Uh, minus 215 last night. So for the week, six winners, seven losers, one push, for all based on a $100 bet, keep it nice and simple, minus 175. So one of these days we're going to get some of these props and some of these goofy trends and whatever is going to work in our favor. So far it's been pretty much mediocre. Really, you know, it is amazing. Our prop plays last night hit on one Rangers. Uh, we went uh, 0-1-1 with Anaheim and Arizona. Raquel only had one shot on goal. St. Louis and the Kings uh, went four and four. St. Louis did very well; uh, they went th- uh, three and one. But unfortunately, LA went one and three, so it evens itself out to four and four. So for the night, we went five five and one with our shots on goal props. Twenty two up this week, twenty down with four pushes. Again, mediocre. But the good news is we got our boy Brian Rust back in action later on tonight as Pittsburgh plays Washington for seemingly the 100th time. It's starting to get old, I, I, I must say. Uh, and I told you yesterday, I think that's what the problem with this uh, shots on goal stuff. Any other year, I think this stuff would work. I, it's, it's a good philosophy. You take the teams that give up the most shots on goal, you keep stats on that stuff, and then when they're in action, you go with the opposing teams, you know, players that shoot the most shots on goal. And that, that's a pretty good combination. Unfortunately, it's not working out to perfection this year because these teams are just playing the same teams over and over and over and over again. They just know each other. I mean, Pittsburgh and Washington. What are literally is that like the fifth straight time these teams have played? Chicago, Columbus, same thing. New Jersey, Buffalo. My God, every time I turn around, New Jersey's playing Buffalo for goodness sakes. So it's just when you play teams like this over and over, it's tough. They know what you want to do. They know the line changes. They know how to match up a lot better. It's you know, it's like a regular playoff series as playoff series continue on, and you know the scoring uh, gets reduced. And that's what's happening. So I think that's really that's throwing a wrinkle. So we really got to kind of pick our spots with these shots on goal. But one of our spots is Brian Rust uh, as Pittsburgh takes on Washington. He only had uh, one shot on goal his last game, so he's due for a monster effort tonight. So I'm hoping that he comes through for us because we're going to put it all on uh, good old Brian uh, later on tonight. All right. uh, The golf stuff. Uh, You know, we, we don't talk that much about because there's really not, you know, listen, I could phony it up. And, and I could tell you, okay, you know what Tiger Woods is not – you can't be betting on Tiger Woods. That I can kind of bring betting into the equation with Tiger. But, uh, you know, wh- why bother? I will tell you this, though. And I, I want to do this just to, to mark it as we were the first ones to bring this up. And it is the subject of our poll question. This is going to be known as the Tiger rule. We've had this debate before. Casey Martin, when he was playing about 20 years ago, if you remember him, um, that is the big, the next golf argument, the next sports argument is going to be known as the tiger rule. As we get more and more information from him about his leg, uh, you know, it, it looked like he, his leg is just smashed. I mean, it, it, it broke it in several pieces, uh, punctured the skin, it was fractured, so it wasn't just a clean break. It kind of splintered. You know, his lower leg, apparently from uh, from the top of the foot to his lower leg, got, got crushed and disconnected. Uh, I mean, the, the stories you read about, uh, you know, screws and nuts and bolts and splints and rods, I mean, holy crow. I mean, it really uh, – I don't know if the guy's going to be able to walk again, let alone play golf, right? But knowing Tiger and the tenacity that he has at times, uh, he'll he'll be up on his feet, knock on wood. So that said, I guarantee you we will be having a debate a year or two from now when he's really back up on his feet and playing. Should you be able to use a golf cart? Because I could easily see – Tiger and his people, and the golfing world, and and just Tiger to start with, saying, "Listen, I would love to play. I can play. I can hit the I can hit the ball. Um, you know, I may not challenge for championships, uh, or, or maybe I will, but I can't win. Or maybe I can win. Who knows? I can play, but I I can't walk 18 holes. I can't stand for an hour and a half on a, on a fairway at a golfing range and prepare for a 18-hole course. Uh, after that, I, I I can't do it. I can't do it. But if I had a cart," I could work on my game for an hour, hour and a half before, you know, my uh, tea time is underway. And then I'm okay. And but I can't. So you mark it down right now. 53 past the hour on a February twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. The debate on whether golfers should use golf carts will be discussed before the end of the year. Personally, I think you should be able to use them. So I'm going to be in Tiger's camp, Um, regardless of Tiger's situation. I always thought it was dumb not to use cards. Why not? But you mark it down. They are going to do everything possible to get Tiger back in the game. And you know what? Why not? Why not? Why why not use golf cards? But I'm telling you, that debate is going to come up. Absolutely. I wish FanDuel had a prop on that next great sports debate. That would be my guess. It really was.
0: SportsGrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com
1: This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, just going over some of the uh, <clears throat> uh, trend plays in the NBA. We got the uh, the Pelicans in action later on tonight, which is a beautiful thing. So uh, I'll run those uh, next hour as I try and figure out which ones are in play and which ones are not in play, as uh, the over-the-world pels uh, always a good play. Our uh, poll question is out. First up, we'll update yesterday's question. Uh, your favorite secondary sport to bet on, golf, uh, leading the way 55.5% of the votes, and then pretty much an even split from that point on. Tennis got 16 and change. Uh, auto racing got 14 and change, and the proverbial other Uh, Got 14 and change as well. Today's poll question. Soon to be Tiger Woods rule. I'm telling you. Should PGA golfers be allowed to use carts during play? Yes, no, only for some, not all, and uh, could care less. Right now, early on, we've had it up there for about a half hour. Uh, Pretty much an even split across the board. Yes, getting nearly 30% of the vote. No, getting nearly 28% of the vote. Could care less getting 23% of the vote, and uh, only for some, not all, getting 19% of the vote, which I'm a little surprised that is getting as much as it is. I'm telling you, the rules should come up. And you know what? It, again, I, I remember this back with Casey Martin 20 years ago when I was working uh, you know, on network radio, and this came up. Why not? You know, I mean... It, I understand there may be some stamina factors in the equation as far as walking. You know, you walk 18 holes and you swing, you'd be surprised. But I don't want that to determine who wins a golf tournament. Like, I don't want to watch TV and know that Phil Mickelson, you know, just bogeyed the 18th hole because he was pooped. I, I don't I don't care about him being pooped. I really don't. I, I don't want that part of the equation. I don't doubt that it does affect you having to walk up and down those hills. Absolutely. You know, uh, round after round after round, and certainly by the end of the tournament. But I don't, I don't care. I don't want that. They should be allowed to get it in the carts and ride. I don't want that as part of the equation. I want to know the guy that shot 15 under par and won that tournament is the guy that was the best golfer that weekend, regardless of the card or not. So I say yes. Let him run.